You're listening to Concho Valley Community Action Agency's CVCAA Unplugged from Action to Impact. Stay tuned today. We talk with Jen Listen of the WIT program here in San Angelo. Hi, this is Mike. I'm the executive director of Concho Valley Community Action Agency. Thanks for tuning in today to CVCAA Unplugged from Action to Impact. And today we are talking with Jen Lisson from the WIT program here in San Angelo. Jen, thanks for joining us. Oh, gosh, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, this is really cool. When you say, you say, I like, I geek out because I'm like, hey, I have a podcast. <laughs> and people are like, what? And you're like, no, I really do have a podcast. We have microphones. And I know, it's amazing. Screens. It looks like we're official. And then you get to come in and, and chat about the things that you love. You so. know what? I love the fact that you care about the community and you ask people in that are that are doing important things in the community. I think that's cool. Oh, well, thanks. I, I love talking. Oh, really? So, <laughs> I, I didn't know if you knew that or not. So. I didn't know that. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we've gotten to know each other over the last year or so. We have. Um, which has been really cool. I've really enjoyed uh, our friendship and, and how that grows and just the conversations we have about about random things like meat and, yeah, and, like meat, and yes. almonds or almonds, yes, depending on where you're from, exactly. and, and things that really <laughs> impact our community. And I love, 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 love the WIT program. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. What and, a... What an honor to be able to talk about it. And I, and I guarantee people listening are like, the what? The WIT program. Because y'all are new. You've been around. We are. Yeah, since two, 2021. Tw- so two, just over two years. Yep. So what? what is the WIT program? Hit yes. It. Yes. So uh, what it is, we provide free tutoring to foster children who have fallen behind in their education. And uh, we catch them up. We care about their future and we don't want to see them out on the streets and unemployable. And so we try and stop them from dropping out of school. And so uh, we think we provide a pretty nice service. What we do too, is we use mainly honor students and education students from universities. Mm -hmm. Um, We started here in San Angelo, like you said, in 2021, and uh, it's just blossomed from there. We've grown, you know, huge amounts in just two and a half years. So we started our first year with 27 tutors from ASU uh, which was I thought was big and incredible, but they were so magnificent that we um, ended up getting approved from CPS, and we're now all over the state of Texas. Oh, and wow. we, yeah, and so we get to help kids. And oh gosh, we're in thirty-eight different counties now, and we're in every region. And um, but San Angelo is is my home and my love and my hub. And you know, ASU sets the standard for what kids and tutors should be. So we're just blessed to be here. That's very cool. Thirty-eight counties yeah, so is, yeah. Is, are they all contiguous like around san angelo or are they no. or they're just kind of, there's like there's, hey we're gonna go here here's a need we're gonna go there here's a yes. need we're gonna go there yeah so what we do we have um gosh nine universities that we work with now across the state of texas there we're in houston we're in dallas where uh texas tech uses us in lubbock um you let's see where else oh gosh texas a&m we're in with four of their universities including the main the mother hub as they call them (laughs) and so we are just very blessed that people um feel like they want to help these kids as well you know i don't know how much statistics you know but um gosh only 62 percent of foster kids graduate high school wow and so um, it's the largest grouping of kids um, tracked by the state of Texas that don't, you know, that 
that don't get to graduate. So mm. um, we, I kind of dialed in on this when uh, while being a CASA. Yeah. So you, so you were a CASA. The court appointed special uh, advocate. Special advocate. I knew yes. the advocate was in there. I couldn't remember if it was the first A or the second A. So that yeah. and that was with. Children's Advocacy Center. Correct. And yes. So, so you were you were volunteering time there. I was. Yes. And like, actually, I still do. Believe then, it or not. And then you're like, hey, look at look at this data. We need to do something about this. Exactly. Exactly. What happened? I'll kind of give you just a little background on on how I started this and found that there was a need. Um, I actually so the WIC program stands for Weekly Hands-On Independent Tutoring. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I named it after my daughter, who unfortunately was um, her life was cut short by a drunk driver one night about 10 years ago. And I really just was missing the parental feeling. And um, Jeff, my husband, uh, we were watching TV one morning and I said, I think I want to be a CASA. He um, a commercial came on and. So I went and interviewed and I became a CASA. And with that, uh, what happened was I found that every single one of my kids was way behind in school. Mm. And the kids who don't qualify for what's called a 504 plan, which is a government assisted program for kids who are disabled, have some sort of a disability. All the children who don't have any disability, there's there's a, you know, an empty spot there where it's not filled. So. Um, with this frustration, I came home to Jeff and I said, I am so frustrated. I cannot find my kids any help. They just don't qualify for anything. And he said, listen, you are frustrated with this every single day you walk in the house. Why don't you just do something of your own? And I said, fine, I will, you You know, and my, I'm lucky. I have amazing parents that said, you know, if you don't like it, do something about it yourself. So between my husband and my parents, um, I, I started this and my husband is instrumental. I say we started it together and he's, he's been amazing through the whole thing. So that's how we got started. So cool. Cause you, you sit there and you think as, as one person, what can I do to help? What you know, you see a homeless person on the street, you think, well, I can go give them a meal and give them a blanket. As one person, a lot of times I think people in our community and our society, they're like, I'm just one person. Nothing I do is ever going to really matter. And here you've turned the table on that and said, here's a need. I'm being, I'm being frustrated by this need. I'm going to figure out how to solve this need. That's right. And then, and then you start having conversations and talking with people and you're like, okay, here's how we're going to do it. That's right. This is how it's going to go. Right. So from one, one person now 38 counties. Correct. Yeah. So so, I didn't, I didn't know that part. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you. So it's it's one of those things like, like when I got into, you know, I was a, I was a theater teacher for 25 years in colleges and the pandemic changes, changed a lot of us. And it was a thing where I was like, I, I can't do what I used to do anymore because there's all these people in need and I've got to figure out how to live with myself and help other people. That's right. And I think if, if more of our community could, could rally around that, you know, yeah, it, I, it, 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 yeah, you're just, you started as one person and now you have a team. I do. And now you've got, you've got all these other colleges that are big colleges, not yeah. just, I mean, ASU is no small thing. No, they're amazing. But, you, but then you know, you've got the mothership of Texas A&M yes. you know, with this massive amount of, of people. And yes. that's just, it's so inspiring to hear and to see. So first, you know, it's interesting when I speak to people, they, think, oh, Jennifer, that's so amazing that you did this. Well, I am here to tell you that without being in San Angelo, I don't know that this would have taken off like Mm. it did. This community to me is um, the most philanthropic 
generous, yeah. kind community that I have ever been associated with. And people, when you tell them that there's a hole in the system, they climb on board and they want yeah. it fixed as well. Yeah. So I was just very fortunate that, uh, you know, I'm an import here. <laughs> and I got to the right we spot. We will claim when, you and keep you here. Thank you so a, much for claiming me. San so. Angelin or whatever the, the <laughs> yes, word is. <laughs> yes, exactly. So anyway, to make a long story short, it's not just me. I have a bunch of people that have rallied around us and care about these kids just as much as yeah. I do. And, and, you know, it's interesting. You talk about the one uh, person thing. I know I felt that way. I felt like, oh, what could one person do? But I tell you, you know, you see these kids struggle time after time and sooner or later, somebody's got to make the move to do something. And and it's no small feat to get in with inside universities or mm -hmm. inside Department of Family Protection yeah. Services oh, yeah, uh, and Child Protective Services. They're a very tight group for a good reason. Yeah. Um, you know, these kids come first, but uh, somehow I think with my maybe my reputation as being a CASA, which is already for the good mm -hmm. and already, you know, I've had the background checks and and they know yeah. that I can work with kids. Um, I just happened to talk to the right person at the right time. And they said, let's get a Zoom together. And we were off and running and they definitely did a test right on us the first mm -hmm. several months. And it just was so successful. These kids just globbed onto these honors program kids so quickly. And I think, you know, I've had people ask me, why do you think this works so well with them and versus other tutors? And I think that maybe it's that there's no there's not a big age gap. Right. Um, these honors students, they're very polished. They're very smart. They're very ambitious. They're very goal oriented. And so I think that that connects with these kids. They're everything that maybe these kids have not been exposed to. And so there's just a connection there and, and a hope and, a, you know, a, yeah. they get connected with them. Yeah. So they also become their mentors. And with that, um, you know, we have our tutors let them know that all these kids, um, if you're in the foster care system, you get free college tuition. Yeah. And we took a poll our first year, 75 percent of those kids didn't even know that there was. Nope. And they just think same thing. They think they can't obtain a college degree because mm -hmm. it's just not available. It's not feasible. So all of our tutors tell these kids that college is available for free. Yeah. Their tuition is free. We've also started um, what's called the Vanna Almond Scholarship Fund. And what that does is it just subsidizes maybe for books. They can write in and say, hey, I was a, a wit uh, student mm -hmm. and we will give them extra money for food or books or whatever they so need. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. it goes directly to the college and also, we require our tutors to take them on a um, on a college, uh, like a tour of their college. Yeah, here's, here's the buildings. Here's, yeah. what, here's where I go to class. Here's the, yes, yeah. because there's a, let's face it, there's an intimidation factor. Yep. They've never set foot, nor do they ever think that they're, it's possible yeah. to set foot on those. So our tutors kind of break through that as well. So and it's I, exciting. And I there's, you know, the tutors speaking, you know, they, they're doing this because they love it. They love being, in, engaging with people, sharing knowledge, and they love being in school. Absolutely. And then there's that, aff that affection that they have for their the school they're in that that feeds on to the to the kids. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, this is attainable. This it's is so something. cool. This is, yeah. yeah. And they think their tutor's cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I had a little third. I have a couple just really great stories. But I just last week or maybe the week before, I was told by another CASA worker that there's a little third grade girl that she got moved to. Um, Midland mm -hmm. and she had had four tutors already this year, not not with tutors, but right. just through the um, different programs. 
and she was struggling and she was angry and she didn't want to go to her classes. And she, I mean, here's a third grader that is the beginning of what this whole thing is about. Well, um, she was lucky. She had a very good foster parent and her foster parent called the WIT program. And anyway, we got her lined up with a WIT tutor and they actually do um, a virtual tutoring because her tutor is in San Antonio. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so here's this third grader that, loves her tutor and loves to get on, you know, the virtual tutoring. And it's still one-on-one. We only do one-on-one tutoring. We don't do group tutoring. Um, And this little third grader is just like enthralled with her work now. And so there's just one great success story that, you know, maybe that little girl would have dropped out and maybe she's going to. Yeah, she would have been a statistic. Exactly, exactly. So hopefully we um, can get many of those. That's cool. I didn't know you were doing virtual. That's, That's just you know, if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that we don't have to be in the same room to engage people. I, right. I mean, I love, you know, as a theater person, there's, there's a difference between theater and film because there's right. that, that, that interaction. Right. But I think things like zoom and teams and Skype is, if that's even still a thing, you know, that, that allow you to have that one-on-one interaction Absolutely. when there's a distance Right. that allows us to still have connection and, and community Exactly. Yeah, I'll tell you, Mike, we um, at the very beginning, of course, we started this right smack dab, you know, in 2021, which everybody knows what the COVID thing was like early in 2021. So a lot of our um, hoops that we had to jump through, they were like, we don't want our kids to be exposed to. So we had to go to plan B. Um, we only, ha- first of all, our, our tutors are not allowed to go into these kids' homes. They right. always meet at a public spot, right. which we use the um, Tom Green County Library there on Beauregard here locally. Yep. Um, so they're in a public place, but we also had to think about the kids who were rural and couldn't get into mm-hmm. town. We also had to think about safety and virus stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we integrated, not knowing how it was going to be, um, this virtual tutoring with actually a Hispanic little boy in Houston, uh, his foster parent begged us to please, please do something. He wasn't understanding English. He was in the third grade and didn't know how to identify letters. So oh. we went ahead and thought, well, this would be a good one to see if it's going to work. And I ha- luckily had a Hispanic speaking tutor and we lined them up. She was here from, is here from San Angelo and they loved it and wow. it worked. And so that was our very first kid. And then it just blossomed from That's there. So cool. Yeah. So we're, so cool. we're kind of half and half Trend, now. Trendsetters there. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's us. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I just love that because it's that like every obstacle that's coming up, it's not. I'm going to be defeated by it. It's okay. What do we got to do? Right. What, what is, what's available to us? Right. How are we going to navigate this? Keeping the kids safe, keeping the, you know, with all the things that CPS and foster care have that you got to pay attention to. Correct. And it, and I, and I know a lot of people would be like, you know, it's not worth the effort. So the starting, a, yeah. So let me tell you about that. Cause that is such a great point. So what started this whole thing was a frustration and, at any moment, had I not experienced what I experienced with these kids, I probably would have gone, that's, I, eh, they'll figure it out. Yeah. This is, I've had more people say, Jennifer, that's such a simple thought. Why hasn't anybody done it mm-hmm. before? And it really is just a simple thought of these kids don't have an IQ problem. Yeah. They don't have a learning disability. They just have been 
raised in a family that maybe doesn't think education is super important right. because they they themselves, the parents, you know, people tend to blame the parents, but really probably the parents were raised that way as well. So it's a generational thing. And one of the things we hope to do is to stop this generational problem, you know, from from. Mm-hmm you know, snowballing downhill and, and hitting another generation. Yeah. Because let's face it, once you understand and you succeed in your education, you understand the importance of it. Yeah. It's when you feel like you can't obtain it, that it gets frustrating and you just say, forget yeah. it. Well, I haven't had that feeling. I, I haven't had that feeling of, I can't do this. Not, not one time. And especially with my supporters like Jeff and mm-hmm. my husband, who's so brilliant and knows his stuff and knows the law. And anytime there's, you know, somebody says, Oh, I'm sorry, we can't do that. He's got my back saying, Oh yes, you can, because the law says, (laughs) so I'm very fortunate that way. And then, you know, people like you, Mike, who help the community in ways too, and you push our program and, and, you know, it's word of mouth and, you know, we don't get government funding. We're not a government funded program. Um, We depend on, People who care about these kids, we depend on word of mouth. We mm-hmm. depend, you know, on the community to to care as much as yeah. we do. So it's not a one person thing. It's a it's a community, yeah. really. And I, I love that you mentioned earlier the the philanthropic nature of San Angelo. Yes. And every every May when when the San Angelo Gives Day rolls around, I I love that day because that's the day. For nonprofits That's right. to shine, to yep. be spotlighted, and the community steps up big time. And and going for on at sure. the same time is like 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 I think Abilene's at the same time. Yep. I think maybe Odessa or Lubbock or somebody's is at the same time. And San Angelo outgives them in the millions of dollars. Yes. Outgives in the millions of absolutely. dollars. Absolutely. Well, I tell you a part of that too, not only do we have this amazing community, but the San Angelo Area yep. Foundation Matt is Lewis just and his team are they, they are aces. Are unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, and as as beautiful and in heart as they are, smart in business and um good at, you know, connecting the community and getting the word out, they they're an amazing um yeah. foundation. Yeah, you know? they, and 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 without them, you think about Foundations like Area Foundation, you think about like the the Health Foundation, the San Angelo yes. Health Foundation. They've um, been instrumental. And, and a couple of other ones. Us. There's um, Abel Hanger Foundation in Midland that we work with on some of our homeless stuff. There's these these people who have resources. Yes. And, you know, and they they've donated their money to these foundations to steward. Absolutely. And then they get to pass that. You know, what can we do to help the the underdog be successful? Absolutely. And, and on that day in May. Like I, I love, you know, it starts at 5 a.m. over it you know, it's right around the corner I've from our office. Yeah. <laughs> and you're all standing there, you know, like there's pancakes over here yes. and the t- cameras it's are rolling. <laughs> and it's just, it's so cool. And what's, what's fascinating to me is that like this past May, we were, I saw, we were there together yes. and we we're standing uh-huh. near each other. There was a, there's a donkey over here, which I don't remember. <laughs> I think that was the. That might have been sunrises or it might oh, have been the donkey. Uh, Buttercup the pony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't a donkey. It was a pony. It was that's a right. pony. That's yeah. right. Yes. I don't, I'm not, a, you're a horse person. I'm I not, am. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, but like, there's such a feeling of community and love and working together. None of us, we're all going after the same dollars and people, but there wasn't this fight of, no, I've got, we all have our goals, but we know that the goals we're trying to achieve aren't necessarily taking away dollars from others 
in that because in in all the groups that are giving that day or that are being given to that day, the message is always you can give to us, you can give to this person, you can give to that person, you can give to that person. Yeah. And, and I love on that day going through and seeing, you know, there's the people that we support, you know, who my wife and I support, and then and then looking down the menu of the hunt because there's several hundred nonprofits Absolutely. on there, and then you're yep. like, oh. I didn't know this one existed, right? But because the the shell is there, Absolutely. people are finding others, and they're and they're donating, you know, to other organizations and, and giving everyone that kind of boost. Absolutely, and that's that's the beauty of what Matt and his team have done that's for sure. It is so and cool. And it's interesting how um, there's not a competitiveness yeah. because I think our community understands uh, the diversity of what's needed here. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many things that need that are needed to, uh, to make the world a better place, so yep. to speak. Yep. And our community is not competitive about it. They're, they're all for the kindness of human beings and, or animals or yeah. whatever the case may be. So, you know, as I said in the beginning, I'm just very lucky that this is where I landed yeah. and um, <laughs> blessed. Yeah. My husband hates it when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you talk about Jeff and just, uh, uh, he was, he he's been a part of CVCAA. He was on our board yes. before I before I even worked here. He was the board chair. Uh, came on after some rough times yep. in the early part of the two, of this century, and um, you know, and helped steer our agency. You know, so his his heart is there for helping people. And he that's, has that's yes, so cool. and that's one of the thing. That's one of the reasons I married him, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very kind philanthropic heart. You know, it's funny. I listen to people talk about him and. He's very intimidating in the courtroom. Let's put it that way. Um, He's a powerhouse and he really is a force to be reckoned with as far as that courtroom. But you get him out of the courtroom and I am telling you, that man is the kindest, not just kind, but generous and thoughtful and forward thinking and uh, not to mention smart. So I married, definitely married up. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I'd say he married up too. I think oh, I think I'll sweet. just keep one up. Each we other do. We you is. know we just try and keep up with one another. You know they say your spouse should make you a better person. I think I think that works with yeah, us. Mine, mine definitely does. I think <laughs> I, I know I married up, and, and she's she's did. from Kentucky, so she's been around horses. You you have a background in, in I horses. I do. Which yes, I was a horse professional cool. horse trainer for twenty seven years. That's so, so neat. And now I just hold judging credentials. So I used to, before I married Jeff, I used to judge all over the world. And wow. I've traveled to so many different countries. And this year, uh, I finally visit, uh, went to my very last United State that I Oh, really? You've been to. to all 50? I've been to all of them now, yeah. So. I'm missing seven. So. Oh, you better get going. I need to get Time's on Time's wasted. I need to get on it. So, yeah. <laughs> so what, what's cool is, so you, you're taking from that background. Yep. And so coming up in February is your your annual big fundraiser. It and, is. And some of the the auction items are coming from that horse background. And you were, you were sharing those with me the other day. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that, there's some oh, cool stuff. That's pretty cool. Yes. That one's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's in, that's in February. So, it so is. no government funding. So it's no. all private donations. Correct. And you have... Currently, you had you have this is your big one in February. Yeah, so we have in the cactus. One, yep, we have one big one. We have a real kind of a fun bingo night yeah. that we have that you went to. I went to. to that one. That was a lot. It's I, a lot I, of fun. I love that so much. I'm so <laughs> looking forward. Well, to the we're going to do that again. It'll probably be in I don't know August or September, but the February 22nd one. That's our big yeah. deal, and that's an amazing uh, event that we started last year. 
And it was just such a huge success. We held it at the Tom Green County Library up in the Suggs Room, mm-hmm. and we outgrew it. Yep. And so in this one year, year you've outgrown yeah, it. Yeah, which lo- is I just love that. I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And so this year we're at the Cactus on um, February twenty second, and we have some incredible stuff. We have a live auction that we have a, a trip to Hawaii, oh. a oceanfront room in a hotel spa and four rounds of golf and we have um gosh we have a hunting trip to africa uh all inclusive that's just uh the so i brag about oh we have this but these are given by people Mm -hmm. in this community so um we're very fortunate and art from julie raymond and santa cox and just i just heard justin blair is donating something and um Oh my gosh, there's so many artists and I'm sorry if I'm blanking out on everybody's names, but they're, they're amazing. The people that just want to give Susan self um, just wants to make this community Mm -hmm. and our thing work, you know? Yeah. And and a trip that one of them is is to the Kentucky, to the Churchill Downs. So I happen to have a friend, his name is D Wayne Lucas, and he's the, one of the top thoroughbred trainers in the nation. And he is uh donating a day at the track. He's going to supply you guys with the race and um, at morning at the track with him, you can go to his stalls and he'll take oh, you around his so horses neat. and then watch a workout on the track and yeah. um, take you on a tour of Churchill Downs and also tickets to the um, Kentucky Derby Museum. Mm. And then the next day, there's going to be a tour of Calumet Farms. I'm sure there'll be a bar- bottle of bourbon yeah. involved there. <laughs> It's one thing uh, my wife's from Kentucky, and I love yeah. the, bur- the bourbon trips that we've. You know, yeah, so we'll they make their and, own bourbon there. Yeah. And Calumet Farms, for any of you racehorse people, they have all the top racehorse stallion, thoroughbred mm-hmm. race stallions that uh, that there are. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty amazing. We, went, we did a, a tour of, of uh, Woodford Reserve. Oh, cool. And one of the things that they were saying that makes Kentucky bourbon so good is one of the things that they think is why thoroughbreds flourish out of that part of Kentucky at the same place. Oh, are they alcohol horses? The water is filtered through limestone. Oh, sure. And then the horses drink that water. And so that, that gives them a different, this is what the person in the bourbon place uh, was saying. You know, so, you it's know, possible. It sounded right. So I'm going to say it was fine. Anytime but. you can associate horses and bourbon, <laughs> it's a win-win. So, but, but and it's so cool. So, the, you know, just to be able to draw on these different resources yeah. to benefit these kids yes. and get them the help they need. At the bingo night, you shared a statistic that just was, was just floored me of the, the percentage of kids in foster care that end up uh, homeless. Yes. And it, it's high. It's high. 50% yeah, that's just, of the homeless population have been in the foster system, yeah, if you can is, believe that. That's crazy. And, you know, we do a lot of work with homeless. And then when you said that at the at the bingo night, I was just like, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, and, and you were just talking about the, the third grader that was ready to give up. Yeah, in the third grade. Third grade, ready to give up. And my, my mom was a public school teacher her whole life. And so I remember you know, there would be times she would come home and, and talk about kids who were struggling and, you know, lack of resources. And I know she was always pouring herself and in, in extra time and resources into her kids. Yes. And and we think about, um, you know, here we are in the richest country in the world, in the history of the world. And we and and for some reason, people keep falling through the cracks. It's a there's a broken link. There is. Well, yeah. there's not anymore. Let's yeah. be clear. <laughs> not not around this. So, not yeah. around Texas right now. That's there's right. a there's no more broken link. However, yeah. um, there is around the rest of the United States. And I can tell you, I um, was reading some statistics the other day 
and uh, the dropout rate in the United States cost taxpayers two hundred and ninety billion with the B dollars yeah. um, from dropping out of school. So yeah. they go into our system, whether it be the mm-hmm. prison or food stamps or whatever. But two hundred and forty, two hundred ninety billion dollars. Yeah. So gosh, if we can yeah. just save some of those from not dropping out yeah. and saving them from a tough life, boy. Yeah, and also giving them a little bit of the American dream that that we we all talk about hey it's america that's right we we should be able to have the things we want that's right and and i'm a firm believer that our government and society should help those that need that to attain to that level i I mean it's it's in the constitution you know yeah i think your deal mike that you have here is truly amazing i i mean i don't mean to turn the tables on you and to become the interviewer (laughs) but i mean really what you do here with the community action agency is amazing you help people every day from you know, from one thing to another, we are just education, but you know, that one more time, this community and the things that you do in it are, are, is, it's an amazing thing. It takes a village. That's what it it is. And and when one thing I've learned it since taking over here, our agency does what we do pretty well, I think. Really well. Rental assistance, utility assistance, weatherization. Right. Those are the, the key things. But, but there's always the gaps that have to be filled and we call it mind the gap here. We talk about it all the time. And we partner with everybody. Yeah. And so if someone comes in and they're like, hey, we've got this need. Well, we can cover this, but now we know who we need, we can connect with. And for a long time, you know, the, I think the feeling in social services in the area was we're just going to keep our head down and do what we do. We're just yeah. Gonna do what we do. And, and over the last handful of years, I think coming out of the pandemic, everyone's like, okay, you got that part? Good. I got this part covered. Oh, you're going to cover that part? Great. So... There's this identification of all the needs and who's going to, who's, oh, that's your wheelhouse. Great. Right. So when I get a client, then I, I know I can call you and you're going to do what you can do yeah. to get to it. And if you can't solve it, you know who can do it. So I love the fact that you say you just put your head down and do it. That's one thing that I wish people wouldn't do. Right. I wish they wouldn't just put their head down and, and do it. Yeah. Look up mm-hmm. and look and see what's happening. And then. It, it's interesting because you talk about the one person. One person can do it. Yes. It's it, it takes one person to start it. It takes a village to keep it going yeah, and to make go. it grow. Yeah. But it just takes one person to say, you know what? This is a problem. Let's yeah. let's fix it. And, you know, I uh, I got to say, if I would have kept my head down and just did what I was mm-hmm. supposed to be doing, I would we wouldn't be doing this right now. Go. That's right. Yeah. So I'm excited to see in a, in a handful of years kind of the, the WIT program alumni, you know, like, like, yeah. what are they, what are they doing now? What are they doing now? Right. Because the, the neat thing about this, when you start impacting people in education, that opens up so many more opportunities for them that, that may never have existed before. Right. And so one of our programs here, it's called, we call it TOPS. It's transition out of poverty. I don't, I guess the S is just plural, but cause there's not, it's not in the acronym. Yeah. But, um, so that we have a limited number of families or people that we put on that, that we try to move them through some sort of education, job training. Maybe it's a, maybe it's something through workforce or Howard. I love that. And then, um, and that gets them to a sustainable wage above poverty. Yes. Poverty level. So, yeah. And when you think that, you know, you're starting that at, you know, third, third grade ish, <laughs> maybe yes. some of them are maybe a little below that. Yes. And, and tracking them through you're what you're essentially doing 
is is changing generational poverty. Correct. Changing family trees. And that's that's we talk about that a lot here. One of our case managers who who worked with this one woman, she was I think she was she had two kids, single mom, uh, trying to go to finish um, uh, nursing school, like not the. There's tiers of nursing that I don't understand. Right. Um, but it was like the entry level of nursing. She's mm-hmm. trying to get that 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 certificate, that degree, so that she can get that first nursing job. And and I remember the case manager telling me that she did. She got it. And, you know, now was bringing in a, you know, a higher salary and able to provide for her kids. But the thing that impacted me the most on this out of the story was that the kids. So like fourth and fifth grade, probably turned to the mom and said they saw the mom struggling and they saw the mom pushing herself and they saw the mom succeed. And then they, these two kids, young kids told their mom, Hey, now I want to be a nurse also, or I want to be this. I want to be this. And right there in that moment, generational poverty has changed. Family trees are changed because we've inspired someone who's just inspired their kids through perseverance, through hard work. That's right. And just a little bit of help. That's right. They did it. That's the one person. It's they, so cool. It's <laughs> yeah. so cool. And, yeah, and that gives it, me goosebumps. So it really neat. does. And you're working with kids and yeah. providing opportunities for them to do that. So yeah. in, in a few years when they start, the, you can start your the WIT alumni because that's, that's going to be very, You know, it's very, very cool. cool. We, um, what, your story reminded me of a girl that we had um, last year. She was a senior. In fact, she spoke at our, our fundraiser last year and she's this great girl and she was so angry and she just hated school and she was a senior and she was really going to drop out. That was yeah. her plan. She planned it that way. Wow. And um, her, once again, had an amazing foster parent and she has since been adopted, but she um, be- became a WIT student and she was very inspired with the WIT student she got, She, or excuse me, tutor she got, who was from Angelo State right. and um, totally changed her opinion of education. Anyway, to make a long story short, this girl is now going to ASU. She is a paid yeah. student at ASU majoring in criminal justice because go. this whole thing interested her. And now she wants to become a wit tutor. So what a win, 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 win. Heck yeah. It just <laughs> you know? populates itself. Yes, it yeah. does. It's it's the it's the good snowball effect that's versus so the bad cool. snow. Yeah. That is so, so cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's your story reminded me of that. I yeah. just think that's so great when you know, there's a success yeah, story like that, that. That's awesome. Yeah. So if, if people want to give you money, people listening to this, they're like, oh, I want to help this out. What what do they need to do to give you money to do, keep doing what it is y'all do? Yep. So that's unfortunately one of the, this is one of the things that I don't love about this job mm-hmm. is that it remo- removes me from the kids, but I have, we have to do it with you know, with donations. And so in order to get a hold of us or to make a donation, you can get on our website, which is witprogram.org, which is W-H-I-T program.org and um, get on there. And there's a donate button down towards the bottom and you can donate. Yeah, it's that easy. And I think there's a QR code on there. Snap your picture of the QR code and it'll take you right to the donation page. So So I don't have to wait till May. You won't have to. No. Oh, are you kidding me? Do, do it, it right, right now. now. <laughs> and then, then for the event in February, yep, I, we can tickets are on sale for that now, or they going will soon? be soon. They'll be first yeah. uh, of December, or excuse me, uh, the end. Yeah, that's wrong, wrong month. Sorry, first <laughs> <laughs> of January. Um, they will. I'll post a QR code, and um, invitations will be sent out, and 
Um, anybody that wants to get involved, just get on our website and there'll yeah. be a QR code and you can buy a table, you can make a donation, you can buy a ch- seat. It's going to be fun. And Live Design is doing all the decorations and they just do a beautiful job. And cool. Susan Ball, um, City Cafe and Bakery is doing all the food oh, we're yeah. having. Beef tenderloin, and mm. oh, she just does such you a beautiful me, job. Uh, the food, I'm, I'm all about. Food. I need to just give I'm, you our menu. I'm all you know, about that, I'm like, all right, exactly. I'm there. I'm there. I'm yeah, there. and just great music and great fun. We've got what's called Build a Bar, and it's this um, wheeling bar cart, and all of our board members have donated a big, beautiful bottle of of higher end alcohol, and mm. so we. It's just. Fun, you know, and That's you can cool. win the whole bar bar cart, you know, oh, and it's works. fun. So, and then of course the live auction, and yeah. uh, that's exciting, and uh, it's just a fun night. And we honor a few very important people. Crystal Kreitler this year yeah. is one of our most beloved people. Yeah, I worked with her at ASU. I love. Crystal. She's an amazing she's woman. She yeah. is talk about get stuff done. Yep. She's a good girl, and and also. Um, uh, Carol Ann Bonds is oh, the other one. Exactly. Yeah. And she's been instrumental in, in helping us with the school district. And she gives so much of her time and herself and her love. And she is an advocate for us. And so we're honoring her as well. And then um, Mr. Hank Whitman will be speaking. And he is the former head of the um, Texas Rangers, not the baseball team, but, oh, but the guys with the guns. But the guys with the guns. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's cool. And so he's been around and he's an amazing guy. And he's oh. also um, is the former um, commissioner for uh, Department of Family Protection Services. Or uh, did I, I just said that wrong? Child Protective Services. CPS. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So here's this guy who is nationally known because he's a very important person and has jumped on board with us and wants to speak for our kids. And um, we're just very, very fortunate. The people that we have met and people, of course, throughout the community are my heroes there. So, uh, yeah. And that's February 22nd. February 22nd. Everybody mark it down. Yeah, put it on your calendars. There's going to be a party. Yeah. I'm (laughs) so excited. And there's an open bar if nothing else grabs you, you know. (laughs) Good food and open bar, That's and then right. all the other stuff that you can, That's you can right. participate in. That's right. It's just in. a good time. Yeah, that and it's just so for something, you know, an amazing cause, you know, for our kids. Yeah. So there you have it. I love it. Yeah, I love thanks, it. Every, Mike. I love everything about it. It's just, you know, like I said, my mom was a teacher. You know, I was a college teacher. And, you know, the, the things that education can do, I know, there, I know there are problems in education. I know there are frustrations in it, but... That doesn't mean that we can't stop trying to help the people that need the help. Right. And you know what? Yes, for sure. And we, we, I mean, I'm a big advocate for schools. You know, they, uh, there's, you know, school teachers and um, people that work for the schools, they, it's, it's, it can be kind of thankless, let's Mm -hmm. face it. And they're overwhelmed and there's a lot to do. And we're, we're not here to take over. We're here just to fill in the gap, you know, you're mining the gap. Yeah. Yeah. We're mining the gap and hopefully making their jobs maybe a little bit easier to where, they're kids that, you know, they don't necessarily have that much time for because they've got, you know, a hundred other kids. Yeah. Um, maybe we can help them out just a little bit and make yeah. it e- make their jobs a little, you know, easier and yeah. kinder as well. So and those kids that your that your tutors are working with are coming back to the classroom engaged. Yeah, and that's a win. That's a win win. Yeah, yeah. It, sometimes it takes a couple tutoring sessions, yeah. but you know, as I think these kids, as long as um, they know that somebody really truly believes in them and knows that they yeah. can get the school thing tackled um they're in it they they jump right back on the bandwagon it's been pretty simple i gotta say yeah i love it yeah i love it with program.org w-h-i-t program.org click on donate yep 
Pay attention in January so you can get your tickets to the February 22nd. What's that that event called? It's called Brighter Minds, Brighter Future. There it is. Brighter Minds, Brighter Future, February yeah. 22nd. Yeah. It's so cool. It's going to be a yearly thing because everybody just goes, you've got to have that again. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometime in the fall, <laughs> yep. bingo. Put I'm, your bingo hats I'm on. all over bingo. That was so good. It's a, I didn't it's win any of the good big prizes, but man, was it a lot of fun. Yeah. There's some it good prizes so there, too. Fun, yeah. So. It's a good time. Thank you, Mike. Very You're so cool. Sweet. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for talking with us. Absolutely. It's been really my pleasure. So thank you. All right. Listeners, thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next time. CVCAA Unplugged is copyright 2023 and property of Concho Valley Community Action Agency.